when we start making merchandise, it's going to be yeah, the first t-shirt. The producer drinks on, a lot more on Tuesday, Chloe drinks, drinks more coffee. Let's get started. <clears throat> okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Bundle of Hers. This is Margo. And today we have everyone in the studio, Lean, Harjeet, and Bushra. And so today I wanted to talk about an article that I read. I saw it in my inbox and it came from Doximity. And I saw the headline, Can Bad Students Become Good Doctors? And for some reason that really grabbed my attention. So I read it and I actually found it to be pretty offensive and I didn't like it. So I thought it would be interesting to read it with you guys today and kind of talk through it and see what your opinions and ideas are about it. So there's two titles. The original article came out on Forbes under the um, title, Can a Slow Learner Become a Good Doctor? And it was prompted from a website called Quora, which uh, is my understanding is like Yahoo Answers, where you post a question and then um, people will answer with mm-hmm. that specialty. So I think a doctor in this case answered this person's question on Quora and then it was posted to Forbes and then reposted to Doximity where I found it. So Lean's going to start us off by reading the article. Okay, so this is how it starts off. I can only answer from the perspective of a physician that was educated and trained in the U.S. Please know that I hate to ever being anything other than encouraging. The problem is not being a good doctor. If you are bright, hardworking, and compassionate, you will be a great doctor. Yeah, so I think that when I first read it, I was like, okay, so interesting. She doesn't want to be encouraging. But then the second line that you read is that like you can be a compassionate doctor if you're bright, hardworking, and compassionate. So I was like, okay, this could probably be good. I don't know. What do you guys think? It definitely starts out on a good note, I think, because she says she doesn't want to be discouraging. You're you're able to be a great doctor if you have these qualities, being compassionate and hardworking. Um, so, so far, so good. We're on the same page, right? You know, whenever something starts out with this is good and this is good, but those kind yeah. of statements always bother me. Like, yeah. um, I'm playing the devil's advocate, but it's like, then why did you even have to say that? Just say what you feel, yeah. right? It's kind of like... Sorry, not sorry. Right. <laughs> How right. millennial of you. <laughs> um, okay, Lean, do you want to keep reading? The problem is jumping through the myriad of hoops that go along with our education and training. Medical school and residency are brutal. You have to learn and assimilate huge amounts of information very quickly. If you can't keep up, you will be unceremoniously dumped. What do you guys think about that? It's pretty heavy pretty much med school i mean (laughs) that's kind of how i feel after during every final right do you mean you feel dumped lean or like what about that do you feel like every after every final that's the mindset that goes through all our thoughts you know especially during finals week right it's like oh my gosh i'm gonna pass this or i'm i'm out you know yeah i think there is definitely that feeling of Mm -hmm. needing to pass every exam i think every single medical student goes through that I just feel like with this paragraph, it's just like she's kind of stating the obvious because we all we do have to jump through a lot of hoops. There is a lot of ex- expectations to meet. However, I don't think the way you learn or the type of learner you are makes you unable to meet those requirements. You know, ironically, so when I first read the title, the first title where it says, um, can a bad student become a good doctor? I wasn't thinking bad student equals slow learner. I was thinking maybe bad student meant someone who maybe is more unethical or something like that. Yeah. And so when I hit this point, I'm like, whoa, like, wait a minute. We're not talking about, you know, the ethics part of medicine. And, you know, are you in it for the money? Are you, you know, maybe this is saying that you can't handle the stress part of school, you know? And that's when I was like, oh, here we go. I'm thinking 
someone who's not putting in the time, right. someone yeah. who's like, mm-hmm. you know, just fooling around, not doing what they're supposed to, not doing the work that they need to do to meet the requirements. Yeah. It's interesting, Bisha, then why I'm interested why Doximity changed the title to Can Bad Students Become Good Doctors? When the original Quora question was, can a slow learner become a good doctor? And I think it's probably to like create an inflammatory response and get more people to click on the article. Absolutely. But it definitely doesn't present or like bring up the right idea about what the article is going to be discussing because. Ooh, but um, the two are just not equal, right? Oh, that's so inflammatory. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's an interesting thing about why they decided that. What do you think about her using the word brutal? Medical school and residency are brutal. I feel like it's kind of all about perspective. I mean, in, in ways, yes, I understand like her terminology brutal as in it's intense. But if this is really your dream and what you want to do, I think that you find love in doing even the everyday motions like um, I was talking to one of my friends, Nairi, she's a third year, and I was just like, Nairi, sometimes I get so excited to learn a new concept. And even though I'm like hating school sometimes, yeah. I get excited. And yeah, these kind of things, it shouldn't be that way, mm-hmm. is so, what I'm trying to say. So you don't think it's brutal is a correct adjective for medical school? Absolutely I w- not. I would not. I, I would yeah. say no. Okay, so if you just Google the word brutal, uh-huh. okay, the first thing that comes out is savagely violent yeah (laughs) punishingly hard it's hard yeah yes we can all agree that it's hard medical school is hard residency is even going to be harder because you're responsible for patients but the word brutal is just it gives you that gut reaction of like like violent and and i don't think and and also it kind of like deters people from even attempting going into medicine in general. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, I think that as medical students and students in general, we tend to use the word brutal in our everyday like vernacular. After a hard test, we say, oh, that was brutal. After a tough course, we say, oh, that was brutal, right? So we use it constantly. However, I think the reason why it bothers me when she said it in the article is because the next sentence, she says, if you cannot keep up, you will be unceremoniously dumped, which just kind of gives you a grasp of her tone mm-hmm. when she's answering this question. Yeah. So the next part um, starts off by saying your workload as a practicing physician is quite high. You have to learn about your patient. You must review vitals, labs, imaging, pathology, OP reports, exams and specialist input. You have to integrate this information, apply your medical knowledge and seek to fill in any knowledge gaps rapidly. Now you have to take all of this information and come up with a list of possible diagnoses and a cohesive plan. <sighs> so I guess what she's saying here is that bad students can't memorize, can't handle many stresses coming into them at once, you know, but, but I think there's a, a fundamental difference in, in versus the first two years of medical school and the second two years in the way you process information. So in the first two years, I, I agree it is like drinking from the fire hose, so to speak, where you have a ton of information coming at you. And that's the part where if you're a slower learner, it might be more difficult not to say that you can't do it. But it's that's definitely the hard part of medical school is the academic years. Once you get to third year, it's a little bit different. It's it's you've already learned your foundation. And it's I feel like she's implying that like these people don't ever remember anything like slow learners or bad learners don't ever learn or remember anything so Mm -hmm. that once they get to the clinical wards, 
they forget all their diagnoses that they've ever learned and then they can't create a differential on the spot. And I don't think that's a fair assessment. Well, you know, if you made it through med school and now, you know, you're to the point where you're actually a practicing physician doing this. I mean, that's kind of why med school is made, right? Like to make sure that these are the things, the criteria you have to be able to be able to do um, in order to be a physician. And so slow learners or fast learners both are doing it, you know, and mm-hmm. they both get to that end point. So I really don't think it has anything per se to do with being a slow learner as a practicing physician. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be, I mean, med school is a time where you're constantly changing your study habits, constantly trying to figure out how your brain works and how your brain learns, right? So it's not, it's not that they're slow learners, but maybe, you know, they're still developing their study methods. And I think by the time you're a practicing physician, you're going to understand yourself pretty well. Um, so I don't think that applies. I don't think that applies at all. You know what I mean? I don't know where, where this idea is coming from. I don't think it applies. I agree with you, Lean. I think you hit the nail on the head with that thought process. Because even if I take a little bit longer to learn a concept, right? After I learn that concept, I know it. And I know it well. And so after that point, I can apply it. I know what it looks like. I know what labs to run. I know know all these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so for her to be like, you're just not going to be able to do it when you get into the wards or when you're a practicing physician. No, I learned it. I might have not gotten to the point as fast as as my peers but I got there and I'm a competent person and I know what I need to do kind of thing right right but she says a line she says you have to seek to fill in any knowledge gaps rapidly I feel like this is one of the fundamental problems with our future profession is we tend to try to seek answers rapidly right and it's rapidly changing and you rapidly have to fill up that gap exactly and so so we we run tests we run labs we run imaging all this stuff but time and time again in medical school we've been kind of programmed to emphasis everything you need to know usually is going to be in the h&p so know how to do your H&P mm-hmm. very well. H&P and that, is history and physical. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. History of present illness, just FYI. Yeah. I feel like she's emphasizing on the wrong things here. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of interesting. And maybe maybe that's like one of the reasons why we spend unnecessary amounts of money on doing X, Y, and Z labs, mm. imaging, whatever. You know what I mean? Just a a little thought that I had. On the note of uh, history and physical, I feel like fast learners and slow learners, if that's what the terminology we're going to use, coming into med school are still starting at the baseline with history and physicals. Does that make sense? Unless they've been working like 15 years in the medical field. But I think, you know, the baseline med student walking into med school is going to start off. We don't know how to do this and how can we develop these skills? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a it's not a knowledge gap at yeah. that point. If you can adequately get all the information you need from an HPI the information is there. It's just you need to be able to make your pathway to that information. Yeah. And I don't think that has anything to do with learning. I think that's a practicing social skill, right? Right. On that point to um, Bushra and Lean, I think that when she says you have to fill in any knowledge gaps rapidly, I think that is important when you're in emergency situations yeah, and absolutely. you need to quickly identify something that could kill your patient soon. And I've found through the first two years so far that they have hammered that into us. And whether it took me, you know, a week or however long it takes a fast learner versus a slow learner to learn that little pearl, I will still have it when I go into clinicals. And I think that's important mm-hmm. um, and a differentiating aspect between like bad students and slow learners versus fast learners in first years and second years of medical school. The next paragraph says, 
Oh, by the way, you have to do this for 20 patients almost simultaneously. Nurses are lining up for urgent matters. You are constantly interrupted by family members, the lab, radiology, and emergencies. You may have been on your feet fueled by caffeine for 30 hours. Further, if you screw it up, someone might die. What are your thoughts, Harjeet? So I'm thinking when you're a resident, you have someone always there to check off your work. So that whole thing like, oh, someone might die. Yes, that could be true. But I think people also choose things that then they are good at. I think the biggest point that I want to make with this whole article that really throws me off is what is the definition of a slow learner even? You know, like what is she defining as a slow learner? Is she defining a slow learner as someone who, yes, we're, we're tested on our competency by quizzes every other week? they're not scoring well on quizzes or is she saying that they're not performing fast enough? Like what is her definition of a slow learner? So that, okay, go ahead. I think that's a really good point. It just popped into my head that maybe that's why Doximity changed the answer to bad student instead Mm -hmm. of slow learner, because bad student is more like we said earlier, the person who's not putting in the time to study, not interested, not engaged. Yeah. And they're the person that may be more at risk for screwing up or being forgetful and and leading to something tragic for a patient versus a slow learner is someone maybe likes to go Takes more their time into to learn the details everything. to learn and they're not they're not going to be the ones as at risk for screwing it up because they've spent so much time but thinking about it. Anyone can screw up. Even a fast learner oh, can yeah. mess up. Yeah, for sure. Like that's a reality that I came into medical school with that I could be responsible for someone's life. And I think that's one that I'm ready to take on. And that's kind of a promise I made to myself that I'm going to work my hardest that that doesn't happen. I think she's forgetting a critical point that I think has been instilled in us since the beginning of med school and that healthcare is a teamwork process, right? Yeah. And by the way she's wording this, it's almost like you alone are singly in charge of everything and the nurses are only going to come and harass you for things. And it just doesn't make sense to me that way. Lean, I think your point about teamwork is, is super important. I think that's something, at least at the University of Utah, that has been instilled in us that teamwork is the best way to practice medicine. And the nurses and the doctors and the pharmacists, they all play such an important role on the ward and in practice that in the way she wrote it here is definitely very linear and like an individual sport. I think like Busher said, you know, you will have to be responsible. There is a lot coming at you and you do have to micro or juggle a lot of things and multitask. But in the way she wrote it here, it makes it seem like it's so overwhelming and like you can't do it unless you're perfect. It's interesting to think about the perspective of the person who first posed this question. And yeah. if I try to put myself in their shoes, it's of a, a hesitant. I'm, I'm thinking about applying to medical school, but I'm I identify as a slow learner compared to my peers, a.k.a. I spend a lot of time studying and it, it feels like it takes me longer to get concepts than my peers. And I think that the author maybe misread that. Which may be the case, but medicine is not a learn it once and go kind of deal, right? That's, right. that's insane. You have people's lives under your responsibility. You're going to see it so many times. It's going to become second nature, hopefully. Yeah, like it's all practice. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's another like big thing. It's practice, practice, practice. I just feel like her second paragraph should just have been the answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> the I'm, problem is not being a good doctor. If you are bright, hardworking, and compassionate, 
you will be a great doctor. Yeah. yeah. I think it should have just been left at that. Yeah. I don't think the magnitude is lost on this person that's asking the question that it's going to be hard. There's a lot of things that you're going to be, you're going to need to balance that you're in the care of someone. And if you screw it up, the patient might die. I don't think that sentiment is lost on this person. I just think that when she went on with all this stuff, it just kind of like jumbled. What are, yeah, yeah. What are you talking Do you about? think the the original person who asked this question walked away with a solid answer or having their question answered? I think if I if it were me and I asked this question, I would feel deterred from mm-hmm. pursuing medicine. Yeah, I would probably be like, OK, well, obviously this person thinks I can't do it. So what's the point? And I just don't think that's a great way to like yeah sustain like this kind of environment i think i think anybody going into the medical field or thinking about it always has self-doubts about themselves and i feel like a lot of the thoughts that we would have after like if this was the answer to our question i think we would manifest extra thoughts in our head that would further deter us and so the next part reads so while you may have the qualities that make a good doctor the pace of the training and work might make it impractical for you that's just my experience feel free to prove me wrong peace oh i will prove you wrong (laughs) challenge accepted (laughs) on that note harji how would you answer this question for the person my approach would be asking them like is this something you really want to do have you understood your dreams have you understood what do you have to put in for this and if you still want to be a doctor then try to go to medical school That would be my answer. I think that pre-med life is full of doubt, right? Everyone's telling you, you need to do this. You need to do this. And can I be honest? Even when I get into med school, people will say, oh, you're so good at this. Why isn't your skills translating? Like, why aren't you scoring so great? The reality is no one can tell you your worth. You put your own worth on things. And that's a huge lesson I learned. And to be honest, that's the only reason I even got to med school is because I believed in myself and I believed that people aren't living my life. They don't know what I do day to day. They don't know how I learned. They don't know who I am because they aren't me. Right. And I don't think that's their fault. So even even this individual who answered this question, she gave her response. Right. Because maybe she believes she's a fast learner. And it worked for her. Right. But I think everybody brings with them things that they already have within them. So I will say that you define yourself. And if you define yourself as slow as a slow learner, that's fine. And if you want to be a doctor, apply to medical school. I think in, in this day and age, that makes me sound older than I am. But in this day and age, I think the idea of intelligence coming from spontaneity is kind of getting lost on us in this day and age. Right. You know, Right. Like nowadays we have a set standard. This is what you have to do to pass to be an intelligent person. But it's almost like they forgot that in the past intelligence stemmed from those who didn't really pass those marks. They found their own way to get there, you know. And and so I feel like very deterred from this article. And she's saying you're a fast learner, you're a slow learner, whatever. You know, I know intelligent people who constantly they're always asking me as a, you know, as a med student, pre-meds will come and ask me and they'll be like, you know, how am I going to do this? I'm going to do this. And I said, Honestly, you have the smarts for it. I think everybody has a different form of smarts. Our brains aren't set in one wired pathway. It's what's going to motivate you to keep moving because I think that's the hard part about medical school. You have to constantly remind yourself, why am I putting myself through this? Why am I putting myself through a system that wants me to check off boxes when the medical field is so much more than that and it can be innovative? 
So I want to end with saying that I think it's important to also recognize that people are smart in different ways. And if we were all exactly the same type of learner, um, the world wouldn't be the way it is. And because we have medical professionals from so different, so many different backgrounds, that's why we work in teams and that's why we reach uh, answer together. And yes, you have your own strength, so you can reach the answer by yourself as well. So our final answer is it doesn't matter if you're a fast learner or a slow learner. You can be successful in medical school. Thank you for listening to The Bundle of Hers. And until next time, check out our Facebook page where we'll start a conversation surrounding this article. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks. Bye. 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 Wait, Bushra. That's Bushra's. Bye. Good job with the words, Lane.